Welcome to episode 552 of the LeadCast Podcast. I'm Nikki the King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rock Cards. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Happy Tuesday, Nick. Happy Tuesday. What's up? <laughs> Should we use our our new uh, uh, G2 Marines? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... We had this long conversation. <laughs> Context is... I think it's fucking cringe that the G2 fans are called G2 Army. Sorry if you're a G2 Army uh, <laughs> person. I don't even... But, is it? But it's not like all G2 fans, right? It's just like the people who you gotta be participate part of the G2 in the G2 Army. Army. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it's... I, I, my idea is that we also just call ourselves, our fans, the G2 Army. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Yeah, we can take on G2 easily. <laughs> Because then, if anyone like is a someone, as anyone says they're G two army, we're like, oh, it could be either. Like, we we really don't <laughs> it's <know>. probably yeah. <laughs> us. <laughs> we could just but, default to the it being us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, hey, What's on this on episode, this we've got uh, one, two, three, four, five new patrons. Uh, a little bit of league cast news. Uh, we've got some new news. We've got uh, what was that? Three stories. Three stories. That's crazy. We'll talk about uh, LCS uh, and LEC playoffs. Um, we'll hear about a, uh, a certain live uh, yeah. uh, evaluation of it. And then probably just close it out with Roundtable and Mail Fight. Um, Aiden, how was your past three weeks, I think? Uh, it might be three, actually. Yeah, I think yeah. it's three. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, we're getting back from the, yeah, from the trip. Yeah, it's been good. Um, uh, very busy, but uh, it's been very good. Um, as for like wedding, you guys talked about the wedding. Wedding was pog, very pog. Best yeah. part of the entire wedding, I learned Nick also has a chest hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, like a uh, a little like indent in Nick and uh, I are both chesty boys. Your a little, a little divot muscles. in your chest. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and then I asked Colton. I was like, because Nick and I we were walking to get pizza, like the three of us with like obviously significant others and friends and stuff like that. And it came up. I, I was like, something about my chest hole came up. And then Nick's like, oh, I also have one. I'm like, holy fuck, that blows my mind. I've known you for so long. <laughs> and then I like like a child ran up to Colton, like my father, and said, Colton. Papa. Do you also have a chest hole? And he goes, no. And I'm like, oh. How He's crazy like, no, that's fucking weird. <laughs> no, because I, be really I need to put my my protruding chest into your chest divot when we, yeah. when we cuddle. <laughs> okay, that's weird. Um, okay, is, that, is that where it gets weird? You, you guys were weird. talking about like putting your chest holes against each other and having a little cavity and like yeah. eating yogurt yeah, out that's of normal. it. Yeah, that's, that's what as, you do. As one does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's normal. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's cool. I just blew my mind. I was very, very happy to hear that. Um, and then outside of that, um, in actual League of Legends news, I've been spamming Urgot. I'm an Urgot main now. You're an Urgot main? <laughs> Dude, the character's so Shams, fucking cool. Dude, Shams no pretty gross, to our huh? We have like fucking 10 Urgot one-tricks in our Discord, and they never <laughs> shut the fuck up about how like he has weaknesses. Dude, I watched one video of this, like the new Korean build for Urgot, where he builds Eclipse into Titanic, into Black Cleaver, Sterics. Is, is it Eclipse or is it Prowlers? It's Eclipse. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, you build it, Eclipse it's... because it has no cooldown for his W, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's mean. But, uh... Dude, it's so fucking OP. It's it. I've never just been able to solo kill my lane so fucking easy. Also, 
why are you able to flash during his E? Like I don't know. It, it might be the best flash ability in the game. Maybe if like Renata alt flash is probably better. But like it's it, like it is top one of yeah. five. Like it, dude, it, if I have flash up and my lane doesn't, they die a hundred percent of the time because you can't miss flashy and it, it just fucking flips them over. You do a billion damage and they die. Like <laughs> and it mm-hmm. guarantees your ultimate, which just just d- cancels out 25% of their max HP. Yeah. Like, I'm only yep. playing normal games. My normal MR is kind of fucked. I'm playing with, like, mostly, like, Diamond D1 Master players. Uh, but, like, I'm fucking dog shit at this character, and I'm just solo killing my lane every game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, anyways, I'm not losing the game it. anyway. Yeah, I lose most of my games. <laughs> um, but it's been I- fun. I almost feel that way, like, just about toppling as a whole. Like, I, I definitely don't want to say it's overpowered in the best role in solo queue, but I do think <laughs> I do think we have a lot of vocal toppling players who over-exaggerate how bad the role is. That's how you have to you have to, you have to go too far to make it swing your way, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> true, um, true. I don't know. I've played a lot of top Sejuani, and uh, character is really, really fucking good. I, like, I, I honestly, the more I've been playing it, I think top's the most fun role to play if you don't give a shit about having... As oh, much for sure. As for sure. Like, dude, if you go into the game, just I'm gonna fucking smash this top laner's balls together. It, it, it's the most fun role. Like, you just don't care. Like, even if you lose lane, it's a 50-50 coin flip if you win the game, regardless. Yeah. So it's it's fucking it's like one v one simulator, like for... and then you flip a coin for LP at the end. Mm-hmm. For for a top laner who whose impact like doesn't matter. It's just like cool. I get to play the game for like the first twenty minutes, which you know a lot of times you don't get to do as a top laner. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's it's fucking fun. Um, cool. Uh, and outside of that, uh, other other league news kind of related. Wild Rift. I've, I started playing Wild Rift again, and then uh, I dodged an ARM. There's no dodging in League of Legends in, in Wild Rift. If you guys Ooh. didn't know. Um, so it, I came back in. Now you're a naughty it's, it's boy. Like, hey, you're a naughty boy. You can't play. And it also kicked me out of the league cast. <laughs> <laughs> you left one one lot like game and it, and it said, oh, fuck your fuck your guild. Yeah. So uh, now. Uh, someone named Dan uh, from our podcast is the head of the league cast guild on. Damn, Wild I Rift. guess. Hey, Dan, reach out to us and we'll get you on the show. It's yeah. funny because because like, I'm like, holy fuck, I dodged one game and I, I lost like officer, not officer. It's like leader or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, wow. And it demotes me to like officer and it promotes auto promotes someone who's like the most active, I think, <laughs> to like the highest rank. And I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, you want it back? And I'm like, nah, you can. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to dodge again. <laughs> But that's crazy, dude. It's fucking for dodging one game. It just fucking fisted the guild. It's really wild because that's, that's, that's how that's Chris crazy. got me onto the show is he dodged an ARAM and suddenly I was host. <laughs> it auto-promoted you out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So shout out to fucking Dan because Dan's actually good at the game. Whoever this Dan guy is in our... um. Do you, is it Dan Man? No, it's different. Dan Man's like oh, fucking okay. Emerald or something. This guy's like, they have a legendary queue, which is that when you hit Diamond, you can queue up for legendary queue, which you have to have like uh-huh. experience on your characters to play and stuff like that. Yeah. He's like a decent rank in legendary queue, this guy. Damn. So this guy's fucking crushing it. So, yeah. So, Dan, sh- shout out, man. You're now the leader of the League Cast <laughs> He basically owns League Cast. That's yeah. crazy. The Wild Rift uh, department. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, is very big and active. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, only other thing is I, I kind of mentioned on the discord uh, Kennedy and I started watching the walking dead um, obviously 13 years late uh, but bit, dude, that yeah. show was pretty fucking good early like I heard it like nice. slowly falls off and gets way worse but we're like halfway through season two it's so fucking good That's I'm sick. surprised at how good it is <laughs> I yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I've heard a lot about the early parts of that series and not a lot about the late parts other than like wow this mm-hmm. show sucks <laughs> 
it's I think it's really tough because they ended up going like twelve seasons or something. Right? Last season ends this year. Okay, yeah. Wow. And like I think it's very, very, very difficult to have just any show go that long and stay decent quality, especially oh, 100%, like, yeah. like vast majority of writers, especially I think for like American television, do not write a plot with like the idea that they're going to get 13, 14 seasons. Like they're like, okay, if we do badly, we're going to die in one season. If we do well, we might get like three or four to tell our story and mm-hmm. so when they get re-upped for 13, they're just like, ah, I guess we got to just fill this with a whole bunch of other shit that yeah. we never planned. Which is almost like why I have a lot of respect for shows that actually like cancel while they're still like on top of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the two that like specifically come to mind are uh, like Good Place and, um, oh God, uh, Shit's Creek. Yeah. Like both ended like pretty early, all things considered. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I felt like it wrapped up really nicely and, uh, I don't know. It, it feels better for that story to have been told and like it, it's over positively yeah, versus like, I can't wait for another family guy series like season. That's going to mm-hmm. be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's been fun though. So we're probably, we're going to watch nice. that until it gets bad and then we're going to stop watching it. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, yeah, it's kind of my week though. I've been having fun playing League. I'm hoping to do a community night maybe tomorrow night. We'll see. Poggies. Um, I haven't played with the community in a while, so it'd be fun. And you've never had more fun with League. Yeah, no, I just fucking play Urgot and fucking solo kill <laughs> my lane. So play top lane against me. I'll fucking kill you level one and make you not have ban ban uh, ban Urgot. Yeah, and we, then I'm gonna play Tom Kench. What are you gonna if you ban Tom Kench? I'm gonna play Aatrox. If I, if you Ooh. ban Aatrox, I'm gonna play something cringe like Top Draven, and then you're gonna have zero fun because <laughs> Aatrox isn't cringe. I, yeah, I, I think like Aatrox is one of the best solo queue characters. How, how in the game. I think he's the best top laner in the game. I'm learning. He's my other character. Insane. I um, Insane. I'm just Urgot first though. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, that's my sorry, story. Go ahead, so Colton. Long, but... <laughs> yeah, Col- Colton, you were saying something. Sorry. No, I was just asking. You how good is Aatrox? Is <laughs> oh, I played uh, one game, and it was when I did that A to Z challenge, and I quit on B. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I played one. I played two games. Aatrox. The first I did nothing, and the second game I did nothing and won. That's yep. funny. <laughs> that's funny. Nice. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really worried about your Aatrox if we yeah. have to go against each other in community. <laughs> what about your week, though? Yeah, my week. Um, <laughs> uh, the the majority of my uh, my week it was absorbed by going to Chicago for the LCS finals. Um, so that took up basically like back to back Chicago weekend. Friday to Monday, yeah. Uh, flew flew to Chicago last weekend for a wedding, and said, "Let's run it back for LCS finals <laughs> again." Nice. <laughs> Um, it was it was really fun. Got to hang out with some friends I hadn't uh, seen in a bit. Um, all in, you know in the Chicago area. The the finals themselves were super super fun. Uh, got to meet a bunch of our listeners. Took pictures, hung out, chatted a bit. Uh, that's always super fun when we get a chance to do that. Like the, the last meetup was probably what 10 eight years ago a very long time yeah um so yeah it had been quite a while since i'd had a chance to actually like meet fans in person but it was really really fun nice um the event ran pretty smoothly i would say the united center obviously is a good venue to house that many people 
I would say the fan fest definitely could have been a lot better. Um, they they had probably like ten or twelve like booths with things you could do or like stuff you could purchase for like thirty forty thousand people. <laughs> so everything just had like mm. an hour plus line all day, yeah. um, which was unfortunate. Like they they had a lot of space, and I feel like you know, all of the teams basically had booths and there was like one main stage that seemed like it's kind of what Riot put on. But if they had had like 10 more booths of just like, it it does not, it didn't have to be like complicated stuff, but there's just more things to do to cut those lines down. That would have been really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, That sucks. Yeah. I mean, like, again, it was still, it's like still free stuff. And like, you got to like, have experiences or like get pictures or like whatever the various booths were but it's just like you show up and it's really hot out and you're like in the middle of a parking lot and you're like oh cool like any booth i want to go to i'm going to have to wait at least an hour like i was going to try and get like a clg like wristband or something for your nick and i'm just like man well that's nice i i want to stand in a line for an hour and 15 minutes and like and like you can't even always tell what's going on at the booth so i was like trying to like walk up close to be like Mm. okay is this like a purchase thing is this like a you just walk up and get free swag like you can't even tell a lot of the times that sucks um but yeah i mean the the actual event itself was was pretty pog we'll talk about the the games in the lcs section um spent a lot of time in the airport on monday because uh, Warren, my brother who drove me to the airport, was leaving early because he had to drive back home to St. Louis. Uh, <laughs> my flight wasn't until like 4 p.m. and then it got delayed till like 5.30. So I was in the airport for probably like six hours. Oh, that sucks. I um, hate waiting in airports. Yeah, I, I just basically like listen to podcasts all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and what then, episodes of Lee Cast did you check out? Um, I was, any other podcasts you want to name drop and maybe shame? <laughs> Uh, uh there, no, there's no <laughs> podcast I want to shame specifically. Because <laughs> that'd be toxic. That's a shame. That's a, that, that sucks. I heard that God makes for good content. Yeah. You know, actually, yeah, let me let me spend the next 20 minutes just talking shit about other podcasts. That's funny. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, but outside of that, didn't play really much league. Got some league in today. Went, I think, even. I think, like, equal number of wins and losses. Uh, didn't get to abuse the ultra OP misfortune since it got hot fixed. She's still, uh, as far as I can tell, pretty cracked. Um, but but yeah, that's about it for my week. Nick, how about you? What you got? Yo, um, I played a decent amount of league. I think I'm up one game's worth of LP in D1. So I think I'm at 46 points right now. Um, I'm trying this new strategy where if I go up a game, I just quit for the day. Hmm. Um, so I think that, uh, what happens if you don't go up a game, then I can queue as long as I want. (laughs) I just play forever. (laughs) Maybe I'll, I like try to get back to, to even and then, Hmm. uh, you know, stop then. But, um, yeah, quit while I'm ahead, have more fun. I feel like I end, if I end on a win, I have like a better outlook on how the session went as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that'll lead to some more enjoyment. Um, I watched the Dragon Ball Super movie today, uh, which was pretty cool. I really liked it. Um, I think uh, fans of Dragon Ball will like it, unless 
yeah, you're just a fan of uh, Goku. In which case, what if you love Goku? Goku's the your favorite anime character. Would you like this movie? Uh, probably not. I would say. Oh. Uh, I would wager that no, you probably wouldn't enjoy this movie as much as you might enjoy some other movies. Like every Namely, other piece of the franchise. Every other, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> so that's what I would recommend is watching literally any other part of it. Um, so, cool. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's about it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, should we get into the show proper then? Yeah. yeah let's uh, say thanks to our new patrons, Kyle B, Black Wax, Tanner, Chuzix, and Undertone. Undertone back. Yeah, patron. he's back. He's doing it. He's doing the dang thing. He's doing the dang thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, awesome. Aiden Lee cast news. Yeah. Trivia next. Not next. Wait. Yeah, next Friday, the 23rd, um, be there. It's Last Man Standing Trivia, so we're going to start with a maximum of 100 people uh, in our Discord, 9 p.m. EST, t- uh, September 23rd, uh, starting right at 9, 9 o'clock, so be there. Um, you just you just join, I give you a thing, you, you sign in, um, and then you, we do trivia, and if you, you get a question wrong, you're, you're out of there, and then winner gets a prize. <laughs> so I think it's going to be fun, though. <laughs> Yeah, it should be a really good time. In I, our uh, Discord, in like our event it. thing, because you can sh- sign up that you're planning on being there through our event thing, we have 50 people that are already, already interested. Um, my hope is to get over 50 people there when we're actually doing it, but like, we can have up to a max of 100. That'd be cool. That'd be, be super sick. poggers if we could get a full 100. Yeah, it, it'll be, be fun, though. So Awesome. I'm, I'm very excited. I've been putting together trivia questions for a while. Uh, I need a lot, because it turns out you need to... N- get out a hundred a max of 100 people so it's, it's a weird num- number to prepare for i currently have 34 questions prepared <laughs> oh <laughs> i i probably need like probably like 50 i would assume just add like two or three that are not league related to really weed people out yeah like something about american <laughs> so history funny. yeah there you go yeah that's so funny or something like really <laughs> obscure like what was the ap ratio at the third rank of this character's e on patch That's 3.9 no way don't do it <laughs> I, I have like them in varying difficulties though so i think i can just scale it up like as we go sort of thing so yeah. it shouldn't be too bad be i'm fun. very excited though nice um should we jump into the patch yeah let's do the patch patch 12 17 which went live i think the day after yeah, we the yeah last, last wednesday week. uh and it was delayed a day um because of the holiday which i totally totally forgot about um so 1217 it's live first up is going to be ari base health is decreased and the tar- charm duration is decreased early nice uh zero's wap scaling is decreased and his cooldown early is increased and his e cooldown is increased i love a zero nerfs because that character is boring to watch in my opinion <laughs> i agree you don't want a zero every game in pro plays he's kind he's got like, one shuffles are cool Dude. yeah i was gonna yeah. say he's got one cool shuffle one cool play and then that's it <laughs> so <laughs> this is gonna be so such a nerdy thing so you know um like so you know his shuffle like how it's hard to get the maximum distance on it Mm-hmm. like because like in theory like the the later you move his soldier when you're flying to it the further distance you can get right that's the idea um, okay it's kind of like melee when you're when you're fucking uh like getting like glint from uh like uh wave land sorry not wave landing um from like your <laughs> when you're on your on the ledge and you try to do like a wave land on the ledge uh uh-huh. and you get distance and <laughs> in theory it's really really hard to get max like distance um but it's so much more meaningful if you do get the the maxis <laughs> cool. as i was thinking a couple days ago i'm like ah it's kind of similar <laughs> um because like if you watch like a fucking tass fox like fucking do it from yeah. like, ledge they go like fucking a quarter of the stage mm-hmm. 
stupid. That's crazy. It's, that's kind of like Azir. Azir is fox. Yeah, it's just uh-huh. like it's Azir is melee. Thing. I'm highly familiar with that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should be. Uh, up next, we've got Camille. Passive shield is increased. E damage increased. Some buffs. Yeah, she was uh, a bit weak, so good buffs for her. Uh, Ezreal, his E cooldown is decreased. Um, looks like two seconds at all ranks. Cool. Yep. Uh, yeah. Graves Q decreased. R base damage increased. I like to see that. Hecarim, all abilities adjusted. Hey, spoiler, right. this has already been hot, hot nerfed, right? Yeah, it was super OP. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they nerfed some of his base armor and health growth. Q, it looks like they gave more damage and it stacks more so the uh, like the the cooldown can get lower if you stack it a bunch is that uh w? yeah so the i think the oh is, wow is they just, just increased the amps. wow they increased the damage the damage per stack and the number of stacks you can have yeah and reduce the cooldown per stack. what the fuck did some Ryan fatty buffs uh, his W, they increased the cooldown at earlier ranks, but they added that he gains armor and magic resist while it's active. Okay. Uh, e, they made some adjustments. Looks like lowering the damage ratio and lowering the knockback distance, but uh, also lowering the cooldown kind of to compensate. And ultimate, they lowered the fear duration. So, I mean, you get a little bit less CC out of his E and R, but you do way more Q damage and free resists with W. Yeah, that seems like yeah. So way I, I think that I think the build that has been going around is the um, uh, like eclipse into like Black Cleaver or something, uh, to where you still have a lot of damage, but you are a pretty tanky. Um, and I think the uh, the cooldown for Sheen doesn't quite match up with your Q anymore. Um, but it, it was broken. And then you max W second after Q. Uh, but yeah, the character was really, really OP. And I think it's already been... If it, if it hasn't been hotfixed, it's already getting nerfed on uh, the next patch. It was hotfixed, I believe, yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> Both. It's going to get hotfixed and, uh, yeah. and nerfed next patch. Hotfixed and nerfed again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Classic. Well, they're keeping the three stacks because that... Uh, wasn't problematic i suppose mm-hmm. so. cool sure uh Cassidin, i think i'll just read it uh sure. q cooldown decreased mana cost decreased so some buffs to cast pretty minor yeah maokai up next poggers maokai changes for the first time head. in a long time yeah uh <laughs> passive qe and ultimate adjusted they adjusted everything except his w uh so passively um it reduces the cooldown per uh attack by large jungle monsters uh and the heal looks like it went up scaling with uh, max hp uh the q the base damage was lowered the but it has uh, max health damage now instead of your i think it was on the e um and it now deals bonus damage to monsters your e no longer deals uh max percent health damage uh it's uh, the base damage is up the uh, I believe the AP yeah the AP ratio is really really nerfed but it now scales with um, your bonus HP uh, and that includes the empowered brush damage and then your ultimate is faster 
it uh, it's faster when initially coming out at max speed, uh, and it accelerates faster. He now grants uh, it now grants him bonus move speed when you hit enemy champions with it. Hmm. Um, so the character, hey, shot up in win rate. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he was over like Only 52, 53 percent. Uh, yeah, so don't don't play him jungle. Um, but yeah, seemed really, really good. I played one game of support and it seemed like crazy strong. So he's the sixth highest win rate support and the third highest win rate top laner in the game now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Uh, and and I believe he's already scheduled for nerfs next patch. So yeah. And, uh, he's still 47% win rate jungle. So, uh, don't play him in jungle despite my last like eight games. I've had six Maokai jungles. So, uh, Um, cool. Uh, next oh, is they're Mr. buffing his jungle next patch too, so <laughs> you'll yeah, see yeah, some yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, I think they're intending to make him like a little bit better in the jungle. Just did fucking nothing. These changes. I, so. Yeah. Yeah. I I really like like the, the idea of Maokai as a jungler of just like tankier Vi almost right where it's just like I'm going to CCU like I pick my target. It doesn't matter. I'm getting in. But mm-hmm. he's just like nowhere near the level of other junglers to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Turns out uh, a tank with low income is not the best, especially if you're not like crazy good at clearing the jungle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's all right. Up next, we've got Misfortune. Uh, so overall, they were trying to make her crit builds a little bit better and make her lane dominance with uh, Emacs weaker. Uh, so the Q, they increased the base damage. And they made it cast faster, so now it matches her basic attack timer rather than having a 0.25 second cast time. Uh, her W, they lowered the mana cost and increased the attack speed by 10%. And her E, they uh, increased the cooldown at all ranks, or no, they they made it scale down less per rank, and then they lowered the base damage, increased the ratio, and lowered the slow. Um, then immediately had to hotfix it because the W did not need a buff and the Q buff was very significant. Uh, she currently has a 53% win rate. Um, in patch 12.16, she had a 52% win rate. Uh, and I believe at all ranks was the most popular champion in the game. Uh, if you included, uh, you know, not just plat plus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm I'm not saying this because Colton, you played a lot of Misfortune. Why the fuck did they buff this character? Like that makes no uh, sense. Yeah, to me. I don't know. I and, no like, not not her. not just because you had success with the character, like I mean, to that to make her look strong, but the numbers objectively made it look like she was good. I mean, it was a hot, it was a not burf burf. It was a buff nerf. <laughs> <laughs> also known as a burf. Um, where like <laughs> I think they thought that all of her power was coming to the fact that she's a lane yeah, bully mm-hmm. with her E, which they nerfed her E like in these changes, like the previous changes. But why do you need to compensate like buffer when like she's that high player at that high like win rate, I guess? Yeah. I so my two cents, like the the biggest things they did was like changing the Q cast time to match her basic attack was really big. And then like that W buff, like dropping 10 mana matters a little bit because you're probably casting it like a bunch of times but adding 10 percent attack speed to it when it already like scaled 40 up to 100 percent like why why did you need to give her 110 percent attack speed on what? an ability that you can keep that attack speed up permanently if you're alternating targets 
like and then on top of that change like change her q to scale with attack speed like she doesn't get 110 percent attack speed yeah like base just in her like just in her kit alone before uh-huh. including any items um <laughs> yeah i i definitely don't think she needed buffs i i like that they made the q match her attack speed time i think that's a really good like quality of life thing mm-hmm. um but like the w didn't need a buff the nerfing of the e i'm fine with because i think that that's like a super frustrating lane to deal with and like it's so boring to play if you're gonna just go like comet scorch emax and then like constantly yeah. drop it on their head like it's so fucking boring it's um, much more fun to go first strike and then just drop it on their head <laughs> and then you eq auto and you get money no i'm just i'm just joking <laughs> I know. yeah so uh, that's just misfortune in lane is i'm gonna drop e <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you go crit, not really, because it costs so much mana, and if you don't have that's true, that's true. And, like mana flow or uh, presence, which if you're going crit, you go overheal. Like you cannot spam. Interesting. E. Okay. Because yeah, Fair she enough. only has like 350 mana, and it costs like 80. Jesus. Um, but anyway, that's misfortune. Up next, Nami. Tell us about it. Nami, uh, e electrocute. Sorry, I don't know if it was my turn or not, but I'm you're jumping good. in. Electrocute interaction removed. Goodbye, Nami. I so, like, think uh, Nami Lucian's so, still strong, by the way. Like, I, I just I, I don't think people understand. Like, electrocute is not the reason why that lane's str- okay. It made it stronger, but like, it's still a yeah, very fair strong enough. Lane. Like the fact that she can she still speeds Lucian in. He still procs her three things. Um, like it's still a very good combo. It's just this was kind of a little gimmicky, I would say. Um, it just was yeah, unneeded I mean, power. It's not like she's bad by going airy now, though. It's not like it's not like fucking airy like with with Lucian is bad. Like her win rate yeah, is higher with yeah. Lucian, right? And you yeah. are with uh with airy anyway, right? Like I mean, the main thing is like you're you're able to leverage some extra power with like electrocuter really, but like it's still fine. Like the mid game of Nami Lucian is like where it spikes, right? Or you can get like the crazy yeah. calling picks, but. I, don't know, I, this is I had to deal with an electrocute Nami today after I picked Ash, and I was like, "How the fuck did you think that that's a Nami game?" I feel like Ash Nami yeah. is a dog shit lane. Yeah, and you want to see more sure. worse. Nice. Oh, I thought you—I thought you were saying you played into it, but no, yeah, no, I—I I, I was playing Ash, and then my support locked in Nami, and I was just like, "Oh ah, my god!" I see. Like, oh great, I see. My, now my auto attacks slow for five yeah. percent more, <laughs> and I'll funny. never be able to proc this electrocute. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I like, obviously it's a very frustrating interaction that probably made her a little too strong and specifically with one character. Um, but I don't know. It was nice seeing her get any play at all. Like when was the last time Nami got competitively picked before the, uh, the Lucian changes? Like I, I genuinely cannot remember ever. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's so. there's like worse than most enchanters is like the reality. I'm just saying that that yeah. lane combo, I don't think is like dead because of this by any means. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I guess, I guess I don't think so either. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, next is Nocturne who's getting his base attack speed increased and his pass passive cooldown decreased. Uh, Nocturne Kennen's my favorite pro combo, like pro duo. Combo oh, it's in, so in the game. sick. Um, cause yeah. I, I think it's cool. Cause like Nocturne, this fucking assassin becomes a utility character. Like mm-hmm. that's so fucking cool to me. Um, so we're going to see lots more of that at worlds. Cause Kennen's not getting nerfed and Nocturne got buffed. So I'm super excited. Yeah. Nice. I, I imagine we will see a lot more of that. And I think like Kennen does just fine into like the Aatroxes and Orns yeah. of the current meta. So that, yeah, we'll definitely see a lot more of that. Yeah. It's really cool that, um, that combo was developed. Like, Oh, I'm, I just need to, to turn off the lights. <laughs> like, 
I just need it to be so you can't exhaust my uh <laughs> like you can't um uh oh god uh what is it when you are casting something like out of range and then it uh will cast as soon as they get in buffer? range? Yeah, you can't buffer the uh you can't buffer the exhaust on the cannon like who's TPing yeah. in. <laughs> he fucking just so comes funny. from a area of darkness and flash it flash ult to your team. It's so fucking good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so it's so cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um up awesome. next, we've got Rel, W dismount, movement speed increased, and E cooldown is now a flat thirteen seconds instead of scaling down. Poggers. Are these buffs? Yeah, I guess. It's yeah, either. they're they're buffs. I I don't know. I don't know how to feel about these because I like face level. I feel like she needs way more than that. Maybe she doesn't. Her her like numbers aren't that bad. Like her win rate and stuff. She just feels really bad to play. I feel like like compared to any other engaged support. I played mm-hmm. her top based on that uh, Dobby video, and it was pretty fun in a uh, spellbook game. Um, but yeah. Uh, next up is Renekton. Q-based damage is decreased and the AD scaling is increased. So uh, some nerfs for Renekton. I think he needs like 250 bonus attack damage to, mm-hmm. to get there. Uh, I think he needs essentially two and a half a- like AD items to get back to his Q damage where it was before. But he was Yeah, he was pretty fine. Especially, uh, I, I think this kills the... Uh, or not kills because Bork Sunfire is still OP, but uh, it it does a good job of of hitting that while leaving like Gore Drinker, you know the typical Bruiser um, build. I still think you should just go like Bork into Prowlers or Prowlers into Bork. Like it's so it's much fun, man. So I in community insane. games, like an AD carry just doesn't get to play the game. Like it's super fun. Yeah, exactly. I like obviously you can't like be the the like super one v nine drain tank that he is with a, a lot of other builds. Um, but you still got to one hit someone and they can't really do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So. Next is set whose WAD ratio is increased and his slow amount is increased as well on his E, which is nice buffs for set. Yeah. Good buffs. Uh, Sivir attack damage growth decreased W bounce AD ratio decreased. Silas so base, <laughs> base health is decreased and Q cooldown is increased. Tarek's base magic nerfs. resist is decreased and his E cooldown is increased. He's very strong, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trundle W cooldown increased at all ranks, so nerfs for the Troll King. This is a good change, I think, because he builds a lot of cooldown reduction with his current like mm-hmm. meta builds. Um, so he could still get off two if like, he has a lot of CDR late game, um, but it, it touches it early game, which I think is really good. Um, awesome. Twisted Fate is next. His Q AP ratio is increased and the W mana cost is decreased. Yeah, force him to build full AP. Hey, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, Wukong, base attack speed decreased, base movement speed decreased, nerfed for the monkey. Yep. Nice. Then we got some changes to stopwatch items. They're all going up in gold. Stopwatch is going up by 100, Guardian Angel by 200, and Zonia's by 200 as well. I'm oh, sorry, Zonia's by 400. Um, they, Sonia's and Zon- Sonia's and Jay are getting stats to uh, like balance out the gold increase, though. Um, so it's mostly a nerf to stopwatch. Still probably needs a bigger nerf, but uh, it's good to see that. Yeah. Uh, and then some buffs and nerfs. Uh, very funny. Sona's back with minus 20% healing, minus 20% shielding. Yeah, they Insane. were very pretty, pretty all of nerf they did before, but only like partially. That's very very <laughs> funny. Buff, I yeah. can't. It, it like, did we really think that was a good idea? <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> 
Um, ultimate spellbook changes. Hey, one for all ultimate spellbook is more likely to happen. Um, I hope you guys get more fun ults than I did. Everyone in my in my game had gin ult, and it was kind of like regular League of Legends, except if you got away at low HP, no, you didn't. Yeah. Um, but when he just wins harder, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was really fun when like one person got away with low hp but they were running from everyone on your team so you just fucking open up the firing squad <laughs> yeah um just make that a game but, mode where where like it alternates team and team where everyone gets gentle and the other team has to dodge and then once all the bullets are expended the other team gets gentle <laughs> well for that to happen they would actually have to like put work into their rotating game modes yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that yeah. we're not gonna do that um but uh, yeah, and then some behavioral system changes. Uh, do we know what this is about? Uh, uh, reading it, it just looks like they've made changes to their intentional feeding detection. Um, and based on those changes, they're expecting it's going to about double their punishments. Um, holy so, fuck. Uh, yeah, so hopefully a lot more inting players are going to get uh, a 14-day ban. Nice. It's very funny that um, your system is like at a point where it is not as effective as you'd like it to be, and ideally it would be working twice as hard as it currently is. Yeah. Um. Hey, Summoner's Rift ranked uh, will now focus more on your MMR than uh, visible rank, uh, which uh, we had a little bit of discussion about in the Discord. Seems like a good change. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably should have been this way in the first place, but hey, that's all right. We got Clash coming uh, September 17th and 18th, so this upcoming weekend. Um, some changes to the Global Defense System Challenge. You can look at that. Lots of bug fixes. Uh, four skins, all with Chromas, King Viego, Zenith Games, Blitzcrank, Jace, and Lee Sin. It's crazy that they released the best skin they've ever made and then the three worst skins <laughs> in the same patch. Wow. I I feel like I like how at least the splash arts look. Uh, like... Zenith Games, least in, looks super sick. It's just making another um, fucking, like, Pulse Fire esque skin, though, man. Like, they just, they re- make the same aesthetic fucking six times a year, like, for skins. Yeah. That's, a, that's a annoying to me. Uh, King Viego's fucking brilliant, though. King Viego's, like, yeah, actually super good. a fucking lore skin that looks amazing in game. It's so fucking sick, man. Which is, is really funny because I, I would peg it 100% for, like, the, um, you just took Viego and made him, like, more like sexy human yeah how like why why would you do that i think he's it's just it's like this, lore like, it's like character, also yeah. made him like lack, lack, like he's wearing a shirt in this it's just like it's kind of like everything to f- check all the right boxes people are like want um want calista to get a similar skin where she's like the her human form like in lore mm-hmm. um but i think it's a fucking brilliant skin i hope it sells well so they do more stuff like this um no i i, I, I like it a lot i think it's I, I just think it's funny compared to like um like human thresh in yeah. human rise uh yeah. not human rise human zareth I would assume most of our listeners don't remember the days when you would get just one-off skins, right? Like, everything nowadays yeah. is a skin yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you get fucking three to eight skins for a skin line every single patch. Versus mm-hmm. before, a character would release with a unique skin that might even be a new skin line for themselves. And then, like, in patches, you just get, like, random skins, like, that are for random skin lines. And it, it just felt very, very fun. But now everything has to be mass-produced, obviously. Um, so it's a little different. So this just feels like a really nice breath of fresh air. It feels like, hey, they just had this really cool idea and went through with it. Um, and it won't make them as much money as fucking just mass-producing Pulsefire 4.0. Um, but hopefully it does well. 
I think a really good example is uh, wasn't Mecha Kha'Zix the very first Mecha skin? I and believe it was, like, so. Yeah. Super, super unique. It like I, I think Kha'Zix players cited as like when it when the skin functions properly, being one of the best feeling skins that he has. Um, yeah. If, and, if anyone goes uh, back to patch notes from like season one, two, three, four, sort of thing, just like look at the skin section. Like it's just mm-hmm. like cool, unique skins every single patch. Yeah. But they had a lot more room to to try, you know, different ideas and not try to like they hit benchmarks. I, I have no effects on those skins as well. Like they're just True, fucking yeah. making like models, but still, it, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I guess that means we're done with the patch and the news, right? So would we like to, to go into the stories? Hell yeah. Colton, you want to read the first one? Yeah, first one is I feel from, like you'll do the, uh, you'll do it justice. It's from Iron Squid. Who says, wow, what a podcast. (laughs) Do you like video games? Do you hate yourself? If the answer to both of these questions was yes, then you should play League of Legends. And if you're (laughs) going to play League of Legends like the self-hating, hole-dwelling gremlin that you are, then you most certainly should listen to this podcast. The hosts are knowledgeable, funny, and all-around entertaining. They even have a Canadian. Your time would most certainly be spent doing something less worthwhile otherwise, so listen to this podcast where you can hear one guy always be wrong, one guy's always be overzealously right, and a third guy trying to explain to the other two why the middle way is the only way to be. I'll let you decide which is which. Thanks for the mighty time killer, Iron Squeed. I think we obviously know who is who, so we don't need to go into that. Yeah, we we all know who is who. (laughs) It's so funny. I love being on one of the two sides. I love just fucking hammering oh, yeah, for sure. it's... into the ground. Dude, when people have discussions in Discord, I have to be the middleman. It makes me want to die. I, it's, <laughs> isn't it way more fun to just take, take like, just make really outlandish claims regardless of how, like, yeah. true Especially or false Especially you don't need facts or anything to back them up. You can just fucking say things. It's great. I, yeah, exactly. I've I've enjoyed stopping, like, trying to be a middleman and just, like, fuck it. I'm going to troll the conversation. <laughs> yeah. That's all you yeah. can do. <laughs> Uh, nice. Yeah. Thank you for the for the five star review, Iron Squid. We, we really appreciate it. Awesome. Our next one is from Anime Gamer Ten Pog name, uh, who says best LOL podcast out there. Five stars. Best uh, League of Legends podcast out here. I think international love the humor and co and love it um, when the host reads people reviews live. Uh, keep going. Uh, and yeah, by the way, I'm a Warwick main, but love playing Akali. Just started League of Legends in the year 2022, um, July. So I'm basically brand new anime gamer 10. That's sick. Welcome. It is really cool. To, top, to, it's OP. <laughs> it is OP. Um, it's really cool to, to see like people that are still like getting into League of Legends 12 years after it came out. Like that's cr- how many games can like can uh, can claim that. Yeah, if you're new to the uh, podcast, let us know. Fucking send us an email and tell us why you started Mm -hmm. playing like this past year. That's like super cool to me. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, like obviously Riot is doing everything they can to still be pulling in new players, but it it is just still really weird to think about like a game we've all been playing for like 12 years and someone just like picking it up out of blue and be like, oh, what's this League of Legends Mm -hmm. game? Let me give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. That's Uh, sick. Yeah. Thanks, Anime Gamer. Thank you. Next email from Gilbert, who says, best league, ca- best league podcast, hands down, five stars. Excellent synergy between hosts, great community, great content. Even in my periods of not playing a lot of league, I'm always sure to keep up with the podcast. It's just that Hell good. Yeah. 
Awesome. We, we, our, Thank yeah, you, our Gilbert. show is that good. We, we don't want to say anything bad about any other shows, but our show is the best because we make good content. Well, yeah, that'd we be super that's cringe. not something that we do. It makes people not want to listen, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway thank you for all of the the wonderful reviews iron squid anime gamer and gilbert we always really appreciate seeing those i would love to talk about competitive league which one of these three do you want to talk about first i'm I'm happy at any order um um obviously not the second one second one should go first (laughs) let's go in chronological order because i think that makes the most sense um okay cool because you guys talked about the last one a little bit last week but i wanted to give my thoughts as well yeah a tiny bit um so, uh, Danny stepped down from uh, the starting AD carry role for Evil Geniuses um, for this weekend, at least the finals weekend. I'm not 100% sure, like what the situation is going into Worlds, and I'm I think Evil Geniuses isn't either. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've that announced I've at this missed. point that he's not going to Worlds. I mean, he's Danny? he's gonna go, but he's like he's not obviously he's, not starting. he's gonna be sharing time. He's gonna yeah, not starting. Oh, interesting. Okay, I didn't I didn't realize that. I, I guess. Um, yeah, so they had to um, play with Cowrie, their academy AD carry, who also happens to be probably the best academy AD carry um, currently. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess we could talk about that now if you guys if you guys were ready. Yeah. yeah. So I think the the first thing I'd want to cover before like his actual performance this weekend is that there was. A lot of discussion, at least in our Discord, about how I believe Kauri was not listed as like one of their subs for the tournament. Yeah, but they were able to still put him in and kind of like bend the rules. Which, well, like, mm-hmm. to that- me, I think the biggest issue is that like they're. I think they're what limited to like three subs, which is two su- two subs. Two subs is so fucking stupid. Like, there's two no subs. reason to not give a team like five five subs. subs to say like, okay, here's our team. We have one alternate player for every role, and like, I don't think that there's actually any like downside to giving them more than that. Like, if you want to have seven subs, go ahead, because <laughs> historically having a five-man roster that stays the five-man roster is the best way to win the game i i think there's literally been like what one roster that has successfully pulled off the like the the alternating a player yeah, yeah. and that was faker and easy hoon right yeah. and it's just which Easyhoon like could play zero better yeah exactly which is like okay faker the greatest league of legends player of all time and probably the best a zero player like in the world at, at that point. Okay, mm-hmm. I can understand why that why that happened. But every other time it feels like okay, this player isn't performing very well, so we're just going to sub him out and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, that's I just, typically sorry, I feel like that's just typically what happens with subs currently. Yeah, let's just before we get too far into it just like as a a ground rule here before we talk about anything and I don't I don't want to upset anyone. Uh we all think mental health is very important. And obviously, this was taking a toll on Danny, and it was the right decision for him to step down. And I'm glad they were able to get a sub to replace him. Um, the, that being said, there are things that we want to discuss in and around that. But once again, at the end of the day, we are very happy that Danny was able to step down, like take some time off, and hopefully, like find himself a little bit better. Um, and obviously, that's very that's the number one thing to us. Um, that being said, also like, we're it, it doesn't also we're regular dudes. Yeah, it doesn't stop us from having <laughs> discussions in and around other things i just want to start that as like yeah. a, a basis because i think it's important yeah, yeah. I, I really do think like i, I don't want to get into the 
was he actually having mental health issues? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's a healthy discussion. Um, but I, I just think it's, it's it, mental, health, mental health is very important. I just think that there's a lot of other things that are whack about this whole situation that yeah. I think need to be addressed. And, and I think the mental health side of it is something that like we have historically seen League of Legends and professional League of Legends negatively affect the mental health of a lot of players. And we have seen a lot of players not step out of that. And it gets much, much worse, and then they end up leaving the game permanently. Um, so, like, I... Again, as you were saying, like, mental health is very important, and, like, stepping away from the game, we talk about it all the time, like, if the game is affecting you negatively, whether it be your solo queue games in Iron 2, your, you know, flex games in Platinum, your Clash games, or LCS playoffs, like... If the game is negatively affecting you, it's a video game, like, take a break. Yeah. Um, I do want to, like, touch on the sub thing before we, like, get off of that, though, because you guys were bringing that up. So I, I do agree. I, I think the core of it is sub rules should be way more clear um, in general. It should be not be left up to whoever's discretion to decide what is an emergency sub and what is not. I think this is a fine use of an emergency sub. Um, that being said, I think that there's zero reason why your academy team couldn't just be listed as subs, um, I guess. That being said, I do think there's some level of accountability on the fucking EG staff that, A, you should pay attention to your fucking staff's burnout, right? And maybe that if you know Danny is potentially having issues, maybe you list your AD carry as sub. And B, if you are going to list subs, don't list your fucking academy jungler and don't list your coach as your two fucking subs because you're ruining the fucking system, right? Like at that point, like dude, Inspired is the fucking MVP of the league and you're listing your jungler as a sub and then you're listing your coach as a sub. Like, I I mean, they're just not even fucking trying. Like, It feels like I wouldn't want to give this team the, the emergency sub because you're just not even fucking using your sub system. Use subs for your two fucking rookie players. Like, that that's my issue with it. Like, I just feel like they didn't fucking... So, the rumor is, is that Riot pays for transportation for players to events, right? For Chicago. And they're listing their coach as one of the things so they fucking can get, like, a free flight, free hotel, free all this shit, right? And it's like... That checks out. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they actually thought there's a world in which adding their coach as a sub is a really good call, and maybe their coach could sub in. I think that's probably not the case. I think they're probably just misusing their subs, and it just makes me angry that you have to then pull emergency sub rules. In this case completely valid to account for you just misusing another fucking system. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's fair. Um, I can understand the frustration from that perspective. I think then the vast majority of the fault lies within Riot itself and and not so much with um, EG. Uh, I think if if a system is exploitable, then personally we should probably focus less on punishing the people who abuse the system and instead move forward, especially when it's like not a life-changing like I don't know, like real life issues you know yeah it's, it's a video I, I, it's a subsystem in a video game but like let's fix the system and then like and then move forward from there because i like it's hard for me to find a lot of fault with eg for 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 doing this i suppose when every other team also in this scenario has the same chances you know yeah, just, to, to do that just the devil's advocate argument is that a team who's slumping can sub out their slumping player and call for an emergency sub 
if needed, right? Like mm-hmm. in this situ- situation, it's pretty obvious Danny was slumping. Um, I think he 100% was having mental health issues based on how they won their fucking game and he looked like depressed, uh, like in that series. Um, yeah. That being said, it's it's crazy not to think that Cowrie performed better than Danny. First of all, performed better than I think Danny would have. And B, it just has a way better champion pool for the current meta than Danny does. Danny doesn't play any fucking meta characters outside of Zeri, which is permanent against him. And Kauri actually plays all that. They, they fucking dominate on Lucian Nami, which fucking Danny doesn't play. He can play Kalista. He can play Draven. He can play Sivir. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just mm. feels like this is a situation where you go, fuck, if you're a 100 Thieves and you lose this game, I'm probably pretty angry as, like, a GM. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that like they feel like they can do this. And then like leads into the whole situation, like tons of pro players, as we mentioned, have had mental health issues, which is a very like people burn out from league and it's fucking probably super taxing. That being said, has there ever been a pro player that's been like, fuck, I need to play this game, right? If I don't play this game, I'm going to cost my team whatever, right? When in theory, they could have called for like they need a break and they could have had someone else sub out for them, right? And it cost them like whatever. Um, and it's just like the reality is, is is not on EG. It's 100% on Riot in the way that they define the rules. Rules have to be defined properly or else people abuse them. Yeah. And yeah, I, that's, Nick, that's how I feel exactly. Yeah, Nick, Nick had mentioned that and I wanted to bring it up because it's something that we've seen a lot recently and throughout the, like, the history of League is that like there are systems built around the LCS and competitive play that teams, players, managers, coaches, like whoever, like at some point somebody will abuse these systems and like at the end of the day the fault is is way more on the person who built that system that could be abused in that way than it is on the team or manager or coach like the the individual whose job is to like do what is best for their team right whether it be like sacking a game to get better seating or like doing roster moves or like I, I get like there's so many systems that like can be abused and that's Ryan's job is to try and like plug those holes before that happens um again not to say that this was like an abuse specifically I don't know you know obviously the details behind it but it's like come on right like if <laughs> if that was an issue like that's that's on Riot for allowing this to happen right cuz like Riot could have just said like nope you have two subs take take one of your two subs like your your yeah, academy exactly. jungler she's already carry now in which case the system would be at fault again and you would say why the fuck can you not can you not have more than two subs yeah. like or why can you why can you just let anyone be your subs yeah i'm, I'm kind of with Aiden where like maybe your academy roster should just be your subs like period you know if you want I guess a sub that isn't in your academy, like what's the what's the purpose of that? Just to keep them away from another org? I, I mean, like, in, in, like, in a fucking like crazy the... world, Steve could fucking have double lift on his academy team, right? But I, I, I think that's like a it's crazy to try to prepare for shit like that. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like I think I could potentially see it where it's like you have a sub on your main roster if you are actually trying to go the route of two players like sharing a position obviously like we talked about that's really never worked for anyone except for one team um and e- even then like they probably would have done just as fine never playing Isihun. um but you know and then like th- th- i think the next question is like okay well 
if the issue is that having five subs means that Riot has to now pay for travel and like uh, lodging for those extra three people, it's like one, they have tons of money, but two, they can just say, hey, we're going to pay for your main roster. Like, get the rest of your team there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I also Wild. think like another thing to bring up is how this whole thing was communicated. Once again, we always fucking flame Riot for putting like important league related things on Twitter. Um, there is nothing posted about this other than the commissioner <laughs> commenting on a Reddit thread and then tweeting just like something about in general, like, hey, like mental health, like we take this very important. And it's like, this feels like it should probably be like a lolly sports, like fucking short a lolly yeah. sports competitive ruling. Rather than a Reddit comment, uh, I would argue, uh, from the mm-hmm. commissioner, but I don't know, Riot handles stuff relatively poorly. You could argue this is them not wanting to bring it to light because they know they're kind of skirting the rules. I mean, another thing to bring up is that I also don't know if they would have done this if this was a less of a star-studded, like, high-ranking NA team. That's the other thing. I oh, think yeah, yeah. Do you think, a- like, Dignitas versus Immortals, this... this- happens no i don't think so and like once again i could be wrong um but we're, we're talking about the same league and this is the fucking still most egregious thing i've ever seen in my entire life when fucking team liquid was going to be relegated and reggie loaned double lift to yeah. team liquid. like dude if that's not team liquid and fucking relegation riot doesn't fucking let no. you loan your star player to a team for a playoff series and and then he comes back to your roster, and then he goes to that roster the next year. Like, <laughs> like it, teams that are like, the, I forgot about that. <laughs> like the Cloud Nine, TSM, Team Liquid of the world, e.g., Hundred Thieves. Even now, they are going to get preferential treatment. Yeah, and I think you could argue in this situation they probably got preferential treatment. Yeah, I think That's the fair. team matters, and I think also the player matters, which is why, as we're saying, like the rules around this needs to be better defined because like obviously Danny is a rookie and he's young um so I think that they were more willing to to grant that exception whereas like if if let's say Bjergsen said like oh I'm having like you know mental health issues I don't want to you know like I'm pulling out of the playoffs like I feel like they would probably have said okay cool like play your sub right Mm -hmm. because like this is a you know I, I don't know maybe they would have just been like yeah doubt he's already handled this pressure so many times it's it's just weird because like the player who did this probably mattered a lot more than it should have and it, you know like there there just needs to be better like rules better everything <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I think the um the really good comparison is the uh, 100 Thieves fiasco from, was it last summer? Was that it? Um, where they possibly maybe intentionally lost the game for a better yeah. matchup in the, in the playoffs. It always comes back to the um, same thing. Don't blame the players. Don't blame the org. I mean, blame the org to some degree. I think, like, EG probably should be blamed a little bit for fucking misusing. Yeah, I don't think you should put yeah. your coach. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I literally, legitimately, by the way, I think only the coach is the issue. I think if you want to put your... Put whoever, yeah, whether that be your academy jungler, who cares? Because no, I just, at the I end of the day, it's it's Danny, right? Like he's yeah. the star of LCS currently. Yeah, but no, I, I just meant more general. They obviously weren't taking it serious when Inspired is the fucking MVP of the league, and you're putting in your coach and your jungle academy yeah. player. It's like I don't think that's gonna be. Those aren't gonna be very useful subs, in my opinion. No, <laughs> right? Like, and it's like 
uh, obviously they want those people there for some other reason and it's like that's fine bring them but don't list them as your sub like maybe their 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 academy jungler is somebody who like is part of team conversations and like has yeah. good ideas that maybe maybe inspired like bouncing ideas off of him like I, I don't know but like obviously there's a reason they picked him and that the coach uh, you know because they want them there and they they probably didn't want to pay for their lodging which is so fucking stupid for an org with that much money like that they they're like ah yeah but we can save some money on on flights and hotel rooms if we list these two as that is really funny um yeah when like obviously inspired like i i I don't think there's really any world where you legitimately think that there's an option to sub out inspired like Mm -hmm. the the only way that happens is if he literally gets hit by a bus and that's when like the emergency sub rolling comes in (laughs) Yeah, I mean, to be fair, had like had Danny made known his like mental health issues prior, it could be another scenario where, in an alternate universe, you know, inspired um, has some mental health issues, and we're saying, why the fuck is your eighty carry like your academy eighty carry your sub and not your jungler? Like you should know this. Yeah, either way, is at the end of the day, it just Ryan needs to clarify a bunch of rules, or else you're going to continue to have issues like these and. Once again, don't blame the players, but the more times stuff like this happens, the more fucking flame orgs and players are going to get. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't fully blame the people like getting upset about it either. Like, I feel like there's reason to be upset and it just needs to be like handled better by Riot. So, oh, for sure. I mean, I say this like all as a pretty impartial CLG fan, right? Like, would I feel that way if, I don't know, Team Liquid subbed out Bjergsen for uh, uh, an up and coming like academy mid laner who popped the fuck off um i don't i don't know maybe maybe not uh i think in the end it it all kind of worked out okay just because evil genius has lost that series spoiler i guess we can get into the results now um but yeah i i think it'll be all right yeah, we can get to the, the, day, the results it would have been dude, I, I, after yeah, game yeah, one yeah, where yeah, he fucking yeah. played new me new me the fuck off i uh, yeah, lucian nami i was like oh no it's mm-hmm. gonna be fucking chaos 2.0 <laughs> yeah chaos 2.0 yeah yeah but um any, yeah it's gonna be a larger discussion it's not i don't think the discussion i have right now because obviously we wish the best for danny but like yeah at some point man like even if you're a star player if you're not able to handle pressure for big events your teams aren't gonna want to pick you up is like is what i worry for him yeah i mean i i i I think none of us have any issue with danny like saying like he's he's having some like difficulties focusing on the game like mentally and and being in that headspace Um, yeah like he if if it's really like affecting him as much like he he should probably find a a, something else that maybe like is better for him you know what i mean maybe being Mm -hmm. a streamer maybe being a content creator or whatever um i I just hope that this doesn't happen too many more times for him because i think he's going to lose his shots at being on top teams because you need people to obviously be there and yeah i i think that this is probably like the one chance you get where if if you were to pull out like during an off season, I think that that's totally different, but like pulling out in the middle of playoffs, like if, if let's say he, you know, goes back and he plays in LCS next year, which I, you know, hope he does and he, he does will. well. And if he like pulls out during another playoff, I unfortunately think that would probably be like a career killer where nobody wants to take that liability of yes, this 80 carry will get us to playoffs, but then, he will not be in those playoffs. 
Um, yeah, it's definitely an interesting like spot to be in, I guess, where like your star player is really fucking good, um, but he doesn't feel like he's able to play sometimes. It's interesting. Anyways, want to talk about the results a little bit? Because uh, we're already an hour into the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I guess real quick, 100 Thieves took the series over Evil Geniuses 3 to 2. Uh, and then, hey, they played against Cloud9, and Cloud9 3 0'd them in probably the most lopsided <laughs> series we've seen in a very, very long time. Yeah, it was very one sided. It was the second fastest LCS finals ever. Um, I, I think every single game, it was like very even until like a 10 to 15 minute like mid-game team fight which cloud nine just like either went like four one or five zero well so yeah like berserker would pop off in all the fights but every single one of those fights was like the jungler starting it like i blabber started every one of those fights that like won them and so Mm -hmm. like, like obviously berserker played fucking insane he had one death throughout the whole series like a 30 yeah i think seven i think he had a i think he had a 47 kda yeah like, yeah literally ridiculous. i think he went 23 1 and 24 or something like that mm-hmm. something um, wild but yeah like i i think that like blabber d- deserves a lot of credit because like he was the one who picked every one of those mid-game winning fights um as well as i think he just played very well this this series but i mean yeah it was it was hard domination after every one of those fights from cloud nine. Um, I think the, the hundred thieves EG series was much closer and more interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it was wild to me. You know, we already guys were talking about Sejuani top at the beginning of the show. It's wild to me that Sejuani top was a hundred percent ban for semis and finals. She so I think I've played the most, um, like as her on the podcast. I can't comment on like with or whatever because Colton, I think you've played more Saluki than I have. Um, but it she just like can neutralize any lane if you if you really want to. You don't have to fight a Sejuani. Like you don't have to go for these like crazy good trades that that she can make, and you turn into a beastly late game like tank with the ability to pick out anyone from range uh, as well as synergizing well with melee auto attack based carries who are quite prevalent in the jungle role currently. Uh, I mean, she's really good with Trundle. She's really good with Wukong. She's really good with Zen Zhao. She's really good with Viego. Uh, I've played with a couple of Master Yi's uh, and hey, turns out that combo's fucking disgusting. Um, especially if you're trying to do like neutral objectives, because at, at, at some point when you're auto attacking, you know, Baron and so is your master Yi with rage blade, you're just mashing Eon cooldown and, mm-hmm. and proccing it. Cause that's all the damage you need to do. Yeah. And I, that being, that being said, she also has a crazy strong, like skirmishing, you know, presence in lane. So if, if you're able to get off the combo and then, uh, like proc the four passive stun, she she does a fuck ton of damage and then she still has her Q to trade out. She can take ignite and TP mm-hmm. uh, and still be pretty safe. Like she's uh, she's so incredibly strong right now. It's insane. I yeah. I just I don't know. I feel like the top lane was so back and forth that like I, I think that like every game in that series like one of the top laners won hard 
and it was wild to me that never was like there a thought of well okay like let's like let Sejuani through to get rid of something else um yeah maybe like, i mean not she getting doesn't rid smash of, like, uh, impacts gangplank for example mm-hmm. i mean she doesn't smash lane like that um but i i think she just is too strong overall currently in the top lane um so mm-hmm. yeah I, I think letting it go through is probably a bad idea uh, especially because you could just blind it into just about anything so yeah, maybe, maybe that was the thought process trundle and you get all the stats yeah i mean ban out trundle and then first pick sojourney <laughs> it's not like trundle it's not like trundle is exclusively a sojourney counter currently he's also the best jungling competitive so true yeah um but yeah it was uh it, it was interesting i um can't say that i am surprised by the results i guess uh um, I guess I was a little bit surprised by 100 Thieves taking out over Evil Geniuses, but I really did think like I, maybe Cloud9 isn't even the best team currently, uh, like as a whole, but they are absolutely playing the best, and and I'm I'm probably even wrong about that first part. So yeah, no, they look great. I'm, I'm very yeah, happy. they they look fantastic. Mm. I think uh, Abadaga did not look good in either series. I mean, to play against Jensen. I think he got I think he got hard gapped by. Um, Jensen and EG's mid laner, whose name I'm forgetting, uh, Jojo. Mm-hmm. I think he got hard gapped by both of them. Yeah. Um, it, w- one thing I will say, though, uh, Silver Scrapes in the United Center was hype as fuck. Yeah, I was going to say, that's. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you got to see one because the second series was quick as fuck. Yeah, it was, it was nice probably... because we were tired and we got to go home early. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I bet that was really hype. I, I feel like... Is it weird to say I feel like I'm a little tired of silver scrapes currently it feels like every single you know playoff series has gone to five which is probably great for riot but i don't know i i didn't feel like every single team was a five game best of five team if that makes sense yeah i mean i think a lot of like obviously this playoffs i think went the most games out of any playoffs for lcs ever Mm -hmm. and like the most game fives um which can be really hype but it definitely does like dilute the the hype of like game five silver scrape like this is close like generally league is not that close of a game like it is very rare especially like come time for worlds for a lot of those series to go to five games yeah especially if like they weren't even like 50 50 games right Mm -hmm. it just felt like oh team one got like blue side oh i guess that's that like they're gonna win this one um that was, uh, I think, the case in the vast majority of the CLG uh, games, at least, or the series. Um, but it was fun. I mean, it, it. I think it takes away a little bit, but not a ton. Obviously, it's still really, really hype when it comes on. And I can only imagine hearing that in person with, like, everyone probably, like, humming along and whatnot was uh, very exciting. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, so do we want to talk that's... about LEC? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can talk really about quickly. briefly. I fucking watched it while at the vet. Um, the fucking yeah. <laughs> uh, the actual finals. Um, I, I didn't watch the semifinals or the semifinals, the losers finals or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think I tuned in for a couple games, but I don't think I watched the whole thing. Uh, I think I expected Fnatic to win, and they didn't. Rogue took that over Fnatic. It was really close, though, and I think everyone was like, holy shit. It was fuck, really dude. close, yeah. <laughs> dude, he fucking blows. We're like, holy shit. Dude, I put so much fucking money on G2 to win. <laughs> um, and they fucked me. Um, 
but it was good. The finals were fucking great. I mean, it was, uh, for the spoilers, it was a 3-0 for Rogue, and Rogue actually just looked fucking great. Like, they actually looked good. I, I don't think it was, I think it's G2 maybe, like, underestimating them a little bit, but I think it was also Rogue just playing, like, fucking awesome, so. Yeah, Rogue looked really good. Um, a, a pe- Some people in our Discord didn't think they looked, like, crazy, crazy good. Um, but I mean, Malrang I think looked it's... fucking amazing. Larson looked great. Their yeah. bottom lane's pretty strong. Odo Omni, I stole it. I think all U tops are fucking really weak compared to the rest of the world. But Odo yeah. Omni looks like he's at least consistent, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, and congrats to him for finally winning in a uh, an EU you know title. That's very exciting. Yeah, so. but no, I'm, I think it was great. It definitely like they they stepped their shit up a lot, uh, which is cool. So yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think it was just G two slumping either. I th- I think maybe G 2s bottom lane's like a little bit rough, but um. Uh, maybe flacked, did, mainly flacked. I think Targumus is pretty fucking good. But um, did did you guys happen to see the um, uh, the Hillsong Hillsong Lulu play? No, I don't think so. Which uh, I I definitely highly recommend you guys look it up. It might be the worst competitive League of Legends play I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, it is awful. And uh, this is and from I, the Fnatic Rogue game. Yeah, so this is from the Fnatic. I think I think it might have been game five. I'm not 100% sure about that, um, but it was horrendous. I legitimately cannot believe a professional player made that made that play. Um, like flashes into five people as Lulu tries to like get a, a knockup off maybe, but then just dies instantly because he's playing Lulu. Um, like separated from his entire team. No one even close at all. Uh, absolutely awful, but um, yeah. So we also had the uh, world's group draw. If we want to talk about that really quickly, yeah, I think that's like fun to talk about. Um, let me yeah, pull it, was, it back up here. It was um, I, I was there live for that because they did it obviously in the United Centers after the uh, LCS finals. It was just so funny to me, like because they had a little promo bit for every team, and it was like, ah, yes, tell me, La Tigress, like tell me why this team is actually a viable option. And has a chance of making it out of groups. I let think me it's, see. Let me hear how they can play against Genji. <laughs> not that yeah. I think it's a big deal, but I thought it was funny how many fucking errors there were on the, the things, like <laughs> the the regions, the like uh, initials yeah. for the teams. Like it was like four or five errors, like between that's the funny. like twenty or something teams. It's like that. That's a like no one double checked this. <laughs> like it, on the fucking uh, OC team, the Chiefs or whatever. I think it's Chiefs. Um, it said they were from the TCL, which is the Turkish League. <laughs> like t- tons of stuff like that, where it's like that seems very easy to like not have that happen. But yeah, I mean it's only twenty teams. Like yeah. at the end of the day, that's not very many. Anyways, um, so um, the biggest thing is um for main stage. Um, group A is Cloud9, T1, EDG. Group B is JDG, G2, and DK. Group C is Rogue, D- Tess, and Gam. Group D is Genji. <laughs> Fuck, what's the something flying oyster? <laughs> and then 100 Thieves. Um, <laughs> and then in planes, um, the groups are fucking pretty stacked for B side. But the gist of it is there's five major regions in plans, and four of them are to get out. Um, just the way that it's currently stacked, it's probably going to be Fnatic and RNG getting auto out, DK getting uh, the third spot, and then it's probably going to be EG versus Mad for the uh, final spot. Just just so we don't have to go through a shitload of plans because most plans doesn't fucking matter. There could be a couple mm-hmm. shakeups like who plays those matches and stuff like that. But the gist of it is is RNG, Fnatic, and uh, not DK, DK um, uh, DRX are going to be the teams that get out automatically. Then it's going to be EG, sorry, EG and um, 
uh, mad for the final spot, which would make it so the final group would be Cloud9, T1, EDG, Fnatic, um, JDG, G2, uh, Damonkia, and uh, EG. Group C would be Rogue, Tess, Gam, and the, the Korean team, uh, DRX. <laughs> and then the final group would be Genji, CFO, 100 Thieves, and RNG. Damn. So, Assuming uh, that plays out the way you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so what's the what's the group of death? What's the group of life? I mean, the reality is that if you have four Korean teams and four Chinese teams, every group is the group of <laughs> death is like yeah. really what it is. Um, I do think a discussion for next week I, I want to have is fucking Thorin put out this great video where he talked about what is Worlds trying to accomplish, which I think would be a fun thing to talk about next year because or next uh, episode because the gist of it is I don't think Every, any region should have four seeds. Um, okay. Which we'll talk about that next week. I, I think it's like a, a really interesting argument though. And I think it, it it's interesting, but what do you guys think about these groups? Um, I think they are going to lead to a lot of like really, really fun matchups. Uh, I think there are some, some teams that have a, a much easier path than others. Um, but for the most part, I think it's, I think it's fine overall. Um, I feel like it is incredibly fortunate that um, C9 got first seed because I think they would have been absolutely like gigafucked matchup wise at least um, if they hadn't with uh, with some of the uh, uh, other groups that exist. But um, yeah, I mean it, it should be really exciting. I'm I'm very pumped to to watch Worlds to be honest. How about you guys? Yeah, I um, I don't know. I feel like like Aiden was saying, any any time there's four Korean and four like Chinese teams in there, pretty well. Every group is a group of death. Um, I think like I, I believe it was Rogue. It has the group with like Gam and another not Top Esports currently. Oh, is it with is Top Esports? Okay, so yeah. Uh, it, it, I personally, I think the easiest group right now looks like Group D, um, which is Genji. Uh, you have to remember, RNG D goes there. The CFO. fucking MSI winners. Oh, okay. I I didn't realize that RNG like, like that's had what, that's to be what I mean. There, I suppose. Dude, yeah. Like yeah, they have to because there's uh, assuming RNG gets out, which <laughs> have plans. Yeah. They have to go there because it's a Chinese team in all uh, all three other groups. Like, mm-hmm. like that's just how it works. Like every team's like fucking like yeah. Based off these three teams, Group D looks the easiest, but then RNG goes there. And then it becomes probably like 100 Thieves is not beating Genji and RNG to get a, a fucking oh, groups. When I, I guess when I say that, I mean like for the top teams that are in there, I That's think fair, 100 yeah. Thieves is not getting out. I think it's just easy for Genji and RNG to get out, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Like if I'm saying like what's any's best hope? Hmm. It's probably Cloud9. I don't nine, know. It's, 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 it's probably Cloud9, and even then, they have to beat EDG or T1. One and Fnatic. It's not like Fnatic's a full Yeah, I was going to say, Fnatic. plus whoever gets gets placed there, which is, yeah, likely Fnatic. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, every group's going to be hard. It's going to be like really fun to watch. I'm super excited for it. Yeah, me too. So, when are the world's matches taking places? Taking uh, place? Play in starts sometime soon, but group stage, like this stage, um, starts uh, October 7th, I believe. Poggers. I think uh, group uh, group plans is the week before though, so gotcha. maybe like the first nice. or something. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, that's sick. Uh, awesome. Do we want to move into the round table? Yeah, let's talk about the round table really quick. Um, so last week's question 
which I forgot to post by the way. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, there's still a couple people answered on the Discord. They didn't even need me to post it. They just fucking listened. The episode like good boys um, was about voice acting, right? It was congratulations. You are Riot's newest voice actor. Which character's voice lines would you like to redo yourself? Um, mine would just be Tom Kench, by the way. Just to let you guys know. Okay. Cool. But uh, from our Discord, uh, we got a shitload <laughs> of answers. Um, Dragon said, I'd like to redo, redo Bard's voice lines, but instead of making horn noises, I just make whale sounds like Dory from Finding nice. Nemo. Big Mike said, I'd redo Fizz's, but it'd uh, just be me doing my best Kermit the Frog impression. <laughs> and lastly, but not least, uh, Casey Stranger said, I'd redo Singe's because it makes him it would make my nine year old nine years of higher education and chemistry feel less wasted. That's crazy. Feel less wasted. Imagine Damn. <laughs> fucking doing singe voice lines to make your chemistry degree not feel wasted. But also what what does he say? Like uh, he says ha-ha. mix, mix, swirl, mix, and that's it, right? Yeah, let's say you didn't chemistry, dude. <laughs> okay. This guy cool. doesn't chemistry. I Anyways, see, I see, I see. Um, this week's roundtable question is what ability in the game would you uh, do you think would look the best in an anime? I feel like based on <laughs> with with this very much in the forefront of my mind of having watched the Dragon Ball movie uh, recently, it's got to be an ability with like a channel time or a cast time. Uh, and I think like um, like a Lux ultimate would be super sick or like a, an Ezreal ultimate uh, in that regard. Yeah. How about you guys? Cool. I, I, I might go to immediately is like Garen because like it, it would be such a Chad like classic anime thing right where he like swings his sword and like stabs him into the ground and and then it's right like you missed and he's just like look up and you just have the giant fucking sky sword that's about to smite you that's pretty cool like i feel like that's very anime-esque all right aiden let's hear about how Tom Kench's tongue would be really cool. No, so mine's actually really good on that. And I feel like it's fully based on the fact that, like, that fucking uh, cinematic came out, like, eight, eight nine years ago, where mm-hmm. Geralt looked fucking cool. Yeah, it's it. super fucking cool. Because, like, you just think of it as, like, a fucking lame-ass ability that just stuns people. But in the fucking uh, cinematic, I think it's called A New Dawn? Yeah, A New Dawn. Mm-hmm. A New Dawn? Dude, it's like a fucking just beam of light that just fucking, like, immobilizes. I think it's Darius that she uses it on, It's right? Darius, yeah. Yeah, that's so fucking cool, dude. Yeah, that is really cool. I like that. So if you want to tell us what ability you think would look the coolest in anime, you can hit us up on our Facebook page. I'm sorry, not on our Facebook, on our Twitter at LeakCast. You can send us an email, mailleakcastpodcast.com, or you can post in our uh, roundtable section, which is in our Discord, discord.gg slash LeakCast. Hell yeah. Um, awesome. Are we ready to move into mail fight? Let's do it. First email is from Everbrook. Hey, LeakCast, this is my first email after listening to the podcast for about two years. There was something you had mentioned a week or so ago about a team potentially missing worlds, even after winning the split. And it triggered my fight-or-flight response about my favorite player, Kakao, missing worlds in 2014, even after winning OG in summer. So it made me want to ask, when was the last season you had a disappointing finish where you thought everything was going right? And also, who is your favorite pro player of all time? Sorry for the length of this email, and thank you for all the wonderful work you do, Heart Everbrook. All right. When is the last time, uh, like maybe we personally had a disappointing finish, or professionally? I think like that's we, what he's we... going for. Is like personally. Hey, uh, two or three years ago at this point, where I thought I was playing really well, um, and it turns out that if you play a lot of League of Legends on a very like frustrated um, level, uh, you can. Um, lose a lot still so 
probably me then. And I finished Platt for the first time in a long time, which sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like I've generally always kind of been able to finish in an okay spot because I think generally I all I care about is kind of like getting diamond and where I end up in there is what I care about. But like I've had many times where I've had like disappointing starts and, and middles of seasons where it's like, not able to make it to diamond or getting demoted and sitting in plat for a long time. Like there have been many experiences of like not being happy with my ranked performance. Mm -hmm. Aiden, Aiden, are you you disappointed with how you finish? (laughs) Not in a long time. Um, I think the, (laughs) I I don't think I've ever told this story. Um, I think the only year I've ever been disappointed was the year that, let me find out what year is this. While you um, while you looked that up, that I just remembered something triggering from my past, where like back in season uh, three on Twisted Treeline, I was on the Challenger Threes team, and I got in a disagreement with the team, like the owner of the team and the <laughs> league client, um, after having played like probably seventy percent of the games on that team, and so he booted me off the team Ooh. like two months before season end. Yikes. so i did not get challenger in three so i was so Yikes. mad and it wasn't even like we had been fighting for a while it was like one play where i was like like you did this wrong like you shouldn't have done that and he just like exploded and booted me from the fucking team <laughs> that's really uh, funny <laughs> I, I found it by the way so it was in season three i was platinum sorry not, i was platinum i was gold one um or not gold one whatever like the yeah it was gold one yeah there's still tears of that season um and i was literally in series to platinum and uh i i lived in a small town and we didn't have internet the final week of uh the Ooh, season and i, I remember sucks. emailing ryan being like hey <laughs> <laughs> and there's no shot they gave it to you right no of course not okay <laughs> i was like yeah. okay, i don't even know if they responded but like uh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was either it was either that or was season two like being right before gold or something like that it was mm-hmm. like either that or gold before platinum. yeah um, ending, and I, was like, I remember just emailing grind being like please <laughs> ending at the top of like a division like almost promoting because like that happened to me the year i ended plat i ended like plat 98 lp after having gone like two three in a series the the final day of the season and i'm just like fuck fuck there's no way i have time to get back into series and win three more but like still playing the games anyway <laughs> That's funny. Um, so other yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm I'm looking back at my um, um, season 2020, which is where I finished uh, plat three. I had a uh, 50% win rate on Samira, uh, 4.6 KD, uh, 59% win rate on Cassid, and pretty low sample size, uh, 4.75 KD, 41% win rate on Jin, 4.73 KD. It, it was just like every single game. I feel like I would pop off. And it's just impossible to win me nine. It was uh, not a fun season. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to move into the other part of the email who is asking about a uh, favorite pro player of all time. I don't think I have a favorite pro, pro player of all time. Um, I think it's weird that like... for So for traditional sports, you pick a team and then you kind of support them throughout like whatever iterations of the roster iteration of the roster that they have. Whereas like with pro league teams, I feel like you tend to latch onto players and support them regardless of what team they go to. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Do you guys, how do you guys feel about that? GG. 
DG's your favorite uh, yeah. player? That's funny. Is there any reason? Uh, I played AP Gragas, and AP Gragas is pog as fuck. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see. Um, I, I mean, like, if I had to answer, uh, my immediate thought would be Faker, but, like, I think that that mainly goes to I like watching good League of Legends, and, hey, if you pick the best player of all time, at least so far, you're gonna get a lot of good League of Legends to watch. Interesting. He just picks the he just picks the best team. That's yep. crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you for the email, Everbrook, and on to the next one from Undertoned. Uh, so first off, yeah, it's your boy Undertoned here. Anyway, Ooh. as a top lane main and a Darius slash Bruiser slash Fighters main specifically, I'm tired of going positive in lane just to lose because the enemy picked Lulu or Janna. Top feels even more incredibly useless than it already is when you can't get to the enemy champions because his little purple shit just pressed R or Janna with Glacial uh, is absolutely unstoppable in team fights as well. Glacial slow feels too strong in 90% of cases, and the reduced damage doesn't help either. Oh, but Undertone, you have Death's Dance. Yeah, well, go fuck yourself. The item is broken and not fun, but I don't care. It doesn't matter if I have Death's Dance if I can't do anything with it and still die in about 15 seconds because Samira just got resets with Shield Bow and built Pseudo Tank. I hate this game, and that's why I'm currently debating on shifting back down to bot lane and ruining other top laners days or going 100% full split push with trundle fiora or some other shit that means i don't have to play with the trashy ass meta i hate it enchanter meta is absurd and frustrating and reactive gameplay is about as rewarding as the two-party system in our country anyway (laughs) that's my rant great podcast sorry for the extended electronic communication i hate this game i hate this game would lose with darius again undertoned I hate this game out of I hate this game. Oh, sorry. I hate this game out of I hate this game. Yeah, I mean, I... I so I definitely agree that in Enchanters being as strong as they are makes the game less fun. Uh, you've highlighted probably the two strongest, Lulu and Janna. Janna is, like, criminally underrated for whatever reason. It feels like it's the, like, the, this, the Janna experience every single year where her win rate's really high, her play rate's pretty low. Um, and if you come across a good one, she's just really, really broken. Um, that being said, I, I don't know. I like, I understand maybe top laners don't have as much impact on the game as they would like, but I still feel like the role is no, all the roles fine. Are fine. Like, it's fine. It's, it's I, I think fun like, to, like joke about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like if you think me winning lane means I should win the game most of the time, I, I mean, spoiler that's what every single lane feels like and yeah there have been so many lane, so many games where like oh, okay i've i've won my lane oh but my top laner is zero and three so the game's just over yeah for so. sure no uh, yeah i i think it's like if anyone actually has like a brain doesn't like succumb to memes too much they can like see that i think it's i think it's fun to joke about stuff like that but sometimes yeah we might joke too much it might make people people think that but well i think like it's just kind of a uh, uh perpetuated from yeah. um like a lot of streamers as well i do think mm. like so. uh streamers who do like the multi-role to challenger thing a lot of streamers do think top is the hardest consistently to gain elo on like in a time like a certain amount of time sort of thing which i think mm-hmm. like is fine um i, yeah. I think it doesn't mean top's bad both roles have to fucking top laners which makes the role balanced you know what i mean <laughs> But um, I do think that, yeah, there are times that it's, like, kind of hard to climb. But I don't think it's, like, a bad thing. Like, it, it still functions in the game as a role. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I at the same time, like maybe, hey, maybe you shouldn't be playing bruisers right now if engage is really good into support. So pick, I don't know, engage tank and or an engage bruiser and and try to figure it out from there. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, just I mean, just enjoy the game. If you're not enjoying the role, don't play it. Simple as that. So thanks, Undertoned. Um, awesome. Next up is an email from Shinku Kaze. So it's hi guys. A couple of things before I get into the meat of the email. Sorry, I'm sorry. Courtesy length. Courtesy. Sorry for the length of the email. A big thank you to all three of you in the community. I will expand on this later. Okay, time for the shmeet. So as the subject line suggests, I've been listening for over a year now, and I'm always happy to get the Spotify notification that the next episode is out. This is the reason for not being able to five-star you guys verbally, but I've done using Spotify's terrible rating system. Poggers, well, thank you anyway. You guys are always my go-to for patch notes because your explanations, insights, and hot takes are what I found to be the most spot-on in terms of gameplay in everyday league player. Your competitive league section always uh, allows me to catch up on what's happening across the pond. I'm from the UK, by the way, and it always makes me feel better going into worlds as an EUS supporter and player. The roundtable questions uh, always have me pondering and thinking, uh, and some of the answers are both intuitive and hilarious. Considering the time of this email, I will be taking uh, talking more about the honor system and rating and how both you guys in the community have helped me go from an anger-ridden asshat to a more calmer and more constructive player. This has helped me get to Honor 4 pretty quickly, and it's helped my overall gameplay, even though I'm struggling on my main role, AD Carry, but excelling on my secondary role, Support. Listening to you guys has made me more aware of how other players think, how I should absorb the data during a league game, uh, and use it to my advantage, how to approach each game and that Sen and Kogma are broken. <laughs> I've hit gold in Flex as Support, uh, TFT Double Up, TFT Ranked, TFT Gold Equivalent in Hyper Roll, and on Wild Rift. The only two I need are Solo Queue as both AD Carry and, uh, I'm sorry, as AD Carry and Legends of Ruterra. But this card game is way over my smooth-brained head. Basically, what I'm saying is your podcast is making me a better person and better player and gamer. And this is a big thank you. Yours truly, uh, Shinkukaze. P.S. If I have a uh, have to ask a question on this email so you guys can respond, then it will be this. Do you have a skin on any champion you play that you love but just can't seem cannot seem to get a win on? For example, mine is High Noon Twitch. Thanks again, Shinkukaze. Interesting. Do we have a skin that is unlucky for us? Hmm. Not that I can I think know. of, but God, yeah. would that be a funny thing to see stats on if like if if something could mine my history and be like your win rate on misfortune with pool party skin is this but for christmas misfortune it's this <laughs> i actually feel like so are there are there certain skins that make you feel i'll i'll expand on his question or this person's question sorry to assume um are there skins that if an enemy picks it you kind of are like ah oh, fuck like it's over uh, I feel that way specifically about Mafia Graves. If I have to play against, I'm sorry, Crime City Graves. If I have to play against Crime City Graves, I I feel like they always pop off every single game, and it's going to be a jungle diff. Do you guys have any uh, any like that? Not really anymore, but like back in the day when it was Masked Shaco, like mm. right, like <laughs> oh, it's it's Masked Shaco with with Smite Ignite. Oh no, it's, it's over. over. Yeah. It in anything like that? I don't think so. Nothing that comes to mind, at least. Um, gotcha. 
Like I, I, at most it'd be like more just like when I see people like running like the fucking super old skins, I'm just happy. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just like, I'm like, oh, they're running the fucking winter Olympic skins from 2009. That makes me happy. Uh, yeah. I love running those skins. Cause I feel like they just look so bad. I just like that. They're part. like super basic, like color, like yeah, 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 blotches. yeah. That's funny. Um, awesome. Thank you. Shinku Kaze. Yeah, absolutely. And glad to have had some level of positive influence on you. Um, so this is another one from undertone, which got snagged up in our spam filter, Ooh. apparently from a couple weeks back. Uh, what up fellas? You already know who it is. It's your boy undertoned. As always, I'm here with a spicy one and it's mainly in response to the round table. Before we start, I'd like to apologize for any errors in spelling or grammar. This was sent from a trashy cell phone. I beat <laughs> from some hobo in the alley. Let's get right into it. Uh, I was inspired in part by the arena mode in Smite, but with my own uh, test to it, I don't remember what it's called. It's literally been years since I played TFT, or since I played it. God. Uh, I call it League Team Deathmatch. You pick a champ or a ram, I don't care. Everyone starts with 5k gold, level 6, and 3 lives. You're on a new map that is a large arena. The middle has towers, minions, and a lane like normal. The top is a jungle with brush and river and stuff, and the bottom is a big open area with nowhere to hide and gives vision of the whole thing. Okay, now that the idea is set, here's another twist. Every time you die, you respawn after 45 seconds with 6 more levels and 5k more gold. Oh my god. Each dead ch enemy champion causes the enemy tower to take increased damage and reduced minion spawning until that ally revives. This way, early game champs can pop off and late game champs can push for early deaths and hope to not die the last time while still punishing uh, suicides for levels. Anyway, game ends when all players on one team have died or you take their nexus. Game starts as normal with nothing going on ex anywhere except the middle of the map. But wait, four minutes goes by and you're notified of an objective in the top side of the map. Kill three enemy champions in the jungle to get a large buff for your team. Uh, scared to meet Rengar in the bushes so you never go there? Too easy. There's a relic that spawns after the jungle isn't contested for a minute that gives the buff to the team in there. Three more minutes pass and now you get another notification. The southern region has spawned a baron. Get it quickly. Self-explanatory. Three more minutes goes by and you hear a side lane has been opened. Pick an ally to go. Your team votes Trundle. Theirs votes Yorick. Nobody else can enter their lane. Those two can't <laughs> leave until one person dies or the mini tower is taken. Nobody leaves. Winner gives their team a buff. This idea had me inspired and it snowballed out of control, but this could be super fun. Imagine send, uh, you send your entire team to the desert to capture Baron, but the enemy sent four and they're underleveled. They left one guy pushing mid and he just took two towers. Sucks to suck, kiddo. Your team has a useless champ in lane. Let them shine in the jungle events. Uh, just a thought experiment. Your whole team can choose to in and push for level 18 ASAP, but you can easily punish that by taking towers like crazy while they're dead. That's my cool little ramble. Unlike usual, I refuse to apologize for the girth and width of this <laughs> email that was sent from my local idea store desk with Wi-Fi capabilities. Have a great day, Undertone. Nice. I feel like that sounds super sick. Uh, I also feel like maybe it would get solved pretty quickly, but maybe it would lead to more uh, like counter strategies almost. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it seems super cool. I'm down for it. I, I'm down for, for more like 
custom rotating game. Yeah, and you know, is like at the end of the day, the thing is, like, I, if if people could make custom game modes, like if there was a custom game mode builder for like you know your private custom games, there'd be so much cool shit like this that would be really fun to just like try a few times. And I feel like it would be something that I probably wouldn't play like often, but I'd definitely be down like, oh hell yeah, like let's play three or four games of this. And especially if we were doing like community nights, it'd be a blast to be like, all right, guys, we're going to play two games of this weird game mode, two games of another one, and like have an actual pool of stuff to do. I mean, it's not Riot's fault. No, no game in human history has ever had a custom map builder. Yeah, before. nobody's ever done that before. It's too hard. Yeah, so I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't fault them at all for, for not having a tool like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanks for the second email, Undertone. Yeah. Our next email is from Tanner and Hunter. Well, a double. This is our first double, I think. Uh, hey, guys. Just wanted to reach out and say that me and my brother just found your podcast a couple weeks ago, and we've been li- binging ever since. You guys are effortlessly funny, even through the ads, especially the smooth Manscaped ones. You guys make League of Legends very interesting and make us want to play better and try the goofy picks. Also, we had a quick question. What's you guys' thoughts on the item call? We haven't heard it brought up in discussion yet. It's one of the most gold-efficient items in the game. We don't see... Uh, why this item in oh, i'm sorry why don't we see this item in pro play much if at all as is customary i apologize for the length of this email much love big bussy 69420 and the white bag tanner and hunter which one do you think is which do you think tanner is big bussy or do you think he's tanner's uh, a big bussy boy yeah tanner mm-hmm. seems like a big bussy name unless he's young and then he's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah it depends on how old he is yeah um, um I, I think like Cole just doesn't offer um like the best stats for for the gold that you're putting in. Um realistically you're getting seven attack damage and what three lifesteal on hit or three life gain on hit. Five, I believe. Um, is it five? I th- okay, they must have buffed it then. Um But it, it's just if you can do that but also just get a Doran's blade or a um maybe maybe it used to be five i don't i don't know but it uh if you can do that or um get a long sword and like two health potions or just save that money um i don't know it's not it's not great and then you're kind of locked into it in that inventory spot for 100 cs which can be pretty hard especially in like solo queue and pro play you know maybe there's more of a um justification for for getting it every single game um but yeah, I don't know. I think it, I think it just puts your build too far behind for not enough gain. It's so I think like off the bat we got we have to talk about like what the actual gain is because I I personally get coal fairly often as AD carry and I think it's become more prevalent at least like like the NA uh, semis and finals had a lot more coal because it was like. Sivir, Zeri, just both of them are going to permanently farm. So they were just both going call. Um, but I think one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that, like, when all's said and done, the bonus gold you get out of call is only 180. Yep, you get 180 gold. Right, because you buy it for 450. You get 450 from the passive after 100 minions, and you can sell it for 180 and get your 180 back, basically. Um, and in a lot of instances, the 180 gold you get from Cole is going to be outweighed 
by the value you can get by having a stronger item sooner, like the Doran's Blade or like Boots and a bunch of potions, um, or like going long sword and three health pots, but like which is very common right now, right? Because like if you think about it, one eighty gold. Okay, so if me having a Doran's Blade and you having Cole means I can get one tower plate and plus one minion, right? Like I have more value than you now. On, yeah, exactly. In, in terms of flat gold, and then it, there's also like the intangible value of like that tower going down earlier, um, mm. right? So like if we get a dragon, if I get like a five CS lead, like there's so many ways that that can be equalized, um, where you know, unless you can take coal and not have any downsides, or unless you're like really far behind and you're just like. Yeah, they, they are going to be stronger than me regardless of if I have call or not. Um, in a lot of instances, the, the benefits don't outweigh the risk. Mm hmm So, yeah, that that's my thoughts. Yeah, I, I think it just doesn't give you as much as an advantage as it, it costs, um, mm -hmm. like, to take up that item slot and... Yeah. Uh, and then again, right, like, of... the, right, the immediate comparison is Doran's, and, like, Doran's gives more AD, gives health, gives lifesteal, which all of that's way better, and heaven forbid you lose the 2v2 and give the enemy AD carry a kill because they have the better yeah. item, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the entire gold lead and more that you would have gotten from Cole is gone. Yeah, exactly, yeah. it. That's uh, kind of exactly what uh, what i'm thinking <laughs> mm -hmm. you know there, there are definitely characters you can do a cull start or um one thing i often like to do is actually if i'm ahead pick up a cull so like if i get a first blood let's say like and then i'll, I'll recall and i'll get boots cull because we're mm -hmm. still going to just be laning for a long time but now i'm a little bit stronger and can probably hit that 100 cs faster and it'll accelerate me further yeah yeah I uh I think another thing to consider is that like 100 CS is a lot. I mean that's we're we're in competitive. We're talking about like at the very least like nine minutes. Uh, in reality, probably like ten minutes. Um, especially for um like solo queue where yeah. that's I mean that's probably. I mean, it's probably 10 minutes. It's probably a little bit longer for if we're, the vast if we're being majority totally of players. Honest. It's probably closer to like 15 minutes. Yeah, so like you're you're making that investment, which like yeah, it's it's great, you know, to have that that investment that you can get an advantage and you know maybe glean something pretty big off of that um, if you're able to to snowball that tiny little advantage, which would be kind of hard. Um, but then you're locked into it for ten minutes, so who knows? Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. that's sort of that's sort of you know yeah, you're, the, you're the thought process behind it. You're locked into it to a while, and it also takes up an item slot. So like, mm -hmm. let's say it takes you till 15 minutes to get it. Like, okay, you've got your call, you've got your boots, and then like, I guess not as many characters have the issue of like filling up items. But like on this fortune, for example, like okay, if I've got boots and a tier and a call, and I finished like maybe one item like I'm, I'm starting to run out of item slots and that can be frustrating um yeah generally not an issue but those are those are all things about cull uh, we don't need to go any further i don't think uh so no. thank you for the email tanner and hunter 
aka Big Bussy 69420 in the white bag. Uh, and <laughs> on to the next one from Elliot, who says, Hey, so I wasn't a huge into TFT after the first couple sets, but over the last week or two, I have gotten into playing double up with a friend of mine. We're currently on a 10 win streak and just hit gold four in TFT doubles. We consistently get first with a couple seconds sprinkled in. Now, if only I could just hit gold in solo queue. Thanks for the Ooh. podcast. Keep it up. Hey, congrats, Elliot. That's, I mean, solid gold four, winning all the time. Keep it going. Get plat, get diamond. And while yeah, you're at really it, impressive. get your gold in solo queue. Like, no reason to stop winning. <laughs> yeah, don't give up. You can do it. Hell yeah. Um, awesome. Our last email is from Jay Picante. Um, Hey boys, Jay Picante here, just writing in to talk about the hardcore grind. I've been on this uh, the last few weeks. No, I don't mean I've actually been playing. I assume I'll push to gold on the last day of the season like I did last season. But I fell about five months behind on the podcast, and with my new job, I've finally been able to get caught up. Four to five episodes a day has definitely kept me busy at work, and I just wanted to say when listening to the intro song at one and a half times speed, it has turned from a cool, catchy intro uh, into a sick dance beat that gets me more pumped for each episode. Not sure what I'll listen to now uh, that I'm current, but I'm definitely looking forward to this week's episode. Keep up the great work, Jay Picante. Yeah, that's really funny. I never thought about, like, speeding up our our intro um, song or anything like that, but that's, uh, that's pretty fun. So maybe maybe one uh, one week we'll have Aiden do that or something. That would be uh, pretty fun, I think. No, he'll slow it down twenty five percent so that it's <laughs> just, it's more normal just for to the people to play it faster. True, true. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, that's one thing that I I do find hilarious. Like I watch a lot of content at like one and a half, one and a quarter times speed, and mm-hmm. it's you you get very used to and desensitized to it for like all of the actual content. But you can always tell when it's like music, like yeah. this is not the speed this was meant to be at. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this feels off. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, so thank um, you. awesome. That'll do it for this episode of Leadcast. Uh, thank you for listening. If you would like to email us, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. You can watch us, watch us on Twitch at um, King Lardo Blue Basket and Leadcast Frost. You can tweet at us at LeeCast on Facebook, we're LeeCast. Visit our website, LeeCastPodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg slash LeeCast. And finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash LeeCast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.